Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. This is a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life. This is where we explore the intersections of the psychology, emotions, and math of money because these are the elements that will impact your results as well as shape how you experience money. Today, I want to talk about the power of having abstract conversations, something I'm going to recommend that you and yours have more of. And to set the stage, let's start with a puzzle. Have you ever done or heard of the nine dot puzzle? If not, here's how it works. Draw three columns and three rows of three dots each. Connect the nine dots using four straight lines, but here's the caveat, your pen and pencil can never leave the paper. If you didn't Google the solution, I'd love to see your result because there are several different options here in terms of the solution. So if you didn't Google the the solution, I'd love to see your result. Uh, Take a picture and then send it to me on Instagram. Because, and so apropos when it comes to money, there are several ways to solve this problem as instructed, much like there is no one size fits all when it comes to money. And yet, as it pertains to the nine dot puzzle, the one thing that you will notice as you look at the variety of solutions, you know, or approaches to solving this problem is that each of them requires that you extend beyond the boundaries of the three column, you know, three columns and the three rows. The nine dot puzzle image is what often comes to mind when I am facilitating abstract conversations about money. I happen to love these kinds of conversations. (laughs) However, I'm not always so sure my coaching clients, my comfort circle dinner guests, or my presentation audiences feel the same, at least not in the moment that we're having the conversation. And I had this inkling twice recently. First, when I hosted September's dinner on finishing the year stronger, and I asked my guests to explore the type of fear they were feeling and what it may be inviting them to do as it pertains to that thing, that unfinished goal, uh, unfinished project, that unmet goal, that deferred conversation or action or decision. You know, what that fear as it pertains to that thing, might be inviting them to do. And then it also came up when I presented a roundtable discussion about the missing pieces of the money conversation. That was the title of my talk. And I talked about transparency, power, and intimacy. Without, though, defining transparency, power, and intimacy for them. And there was a reason the most relevant definition, definitions really of those terms are really personal and they're very contextual. But don't worry, I didn't leave them hanging. I certainly provided examples to help them define what again, transpa- transparency, power, and intimacy means to them. But my, my major point here is that I know people find comfort in how-tos, but neither the dinner, 
nor the round table presentation that I'm referencing here were how to's. <laughs> By design, they were more in the vein of what, what if, and why. Meaning we were diving into uncomfortable and sometimes even unexamined territory. Much like what I endeavored to do on many of the episodes here on More Than Money. Now don't get me wrong. I think how-tos are important. I think the tactics of money are important. They serve a purpose. But too many in the personal finance industry would have you believe that if you just did the how-tos, you'd be in some version of financial utopia. Really? One of my biggest problems with financial how-tos is this. They lack depth. They are too emotionally safe. I'm going to say that again. They are too emotionally safe. They rarely, if ever, invite you to explore and imagine or to think creatively about how to resolve your financial challenges or achieve your desires or to look beyond the numbers. Here are a few examples. A couple wants to save more yet they aren't reaching their goal and they don't realize that the reason has absolutely nothing to do with the actual numbers or even their effort to make this happen. Rather, it is because one of them has a completely different definition of what financial security looks like and feels like than the other. Here's another example. An entrepreneur is rocking it. They've grown their business to a coveted seven figures in revenues. And so what's the problem? Like, like that sounds fabulous. But their revenue could actually be even higher. If only they would charge differently and charge more, but they don't see how their relationship with money is what is blocking them from doing this, from doing either really, right? From char charging differently and from charging more. All of the how-tos in the world would never have uncovered these deeper reasons. So if you wonder why here on this, on this uh, podcast, I'm always trying to make sure that we're not just focusing on how to save more, how to get out of debt. This is why there are so many more layers that we need to explore beyond the trope of how-to. And that's why I appreciate, or that's what I should say I appreciate about abstract money conversations. They uncover the less obvious. And much like the nine dot puzzle, these kinds of money conversations can spark creative thinking in structured and unstructured ways. Because if you think about the nine dot puzzle, the structure is three, three columns, three rows, three dots. The unstructured part of it though, is how do you actually connect all of those nine dots? Again, only using four straight lines. So as you've been listening, into which camp do you fall? Are you more often than not, you know, in the camp of you appreciate the what, what if and why kinds of conversations, whether it's regarding money or something else, or, are you in the camp, especially when it comes to money, of tell me what to do and when, of give me certainty that I'm doing all the right things, or I want to make or I want to take the emotions out of money? Regarding the, the latter camp, these are sentiments that I hear often. So if you answered yes to any of these questions, 
you are not alone. But as my coaching clients, my dinner guests, and my presentation audiences will tell you, I will push back on these and similar sentiments and questions. If you came to me and you said, tell me what to do and when, I'd ask you, well, what if following generic financial wisdom actually creates or creates more financial vulnerability or insecurity for you? My thing is this, it is so much better to follow the spirit of a financial tactic and find what's suitable for your current circumstances than it is to unquestionably follow a financial rule. Strategic adaptation is key and is what will really set you up for success. If you came to me and said, give me certainty that I'm doing all of the right things, I'd say sorry, (laughs) because much of life is all about uncertainty, if not all of it, actually. And I would also say to you that it's better to seek and prioritize clarity over certainty. And if you've listened to any of some of the previous episodes, I know I have said that before. And if you came to me and said, I want to take the emotions out of money, I'd tell you it's not possible. It's not possible because everyone reacts to money emotionally. Everyone, regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. The question is whether are you in the front leading your emotions or are you in the front being pushed by them? The position is the same. You are in the front. The posture, though, is different. So when I reimagine how the personal finance industry works, shifting how we talk about money is definitely at the top of the list. And I especially want there to be a shift from a dogmatic business model that dispenses universal rules to one that inherently promotes the use of frameworks to help people contextualize the common financial wisdom so that it can be of more benefit to them. Like, hello, (laughs) that it will really make personal finance personal. That's my why in general for what makes me so keen on having abstract conversations and encouraging others to join me in doing so. But here is my why as it pertains to you more specifically. If you are dealing with a financial challenge or frustration right now, do the nine dot puzzle or some similar type of puzzle whilst asking yourself the question, what's the problem behind the problem? Here's another thing. Often the how-tos will have us only focusing on the problem that we see, which is really the problem that we are typically trying to find the answer to, when we might want to go a step further and say, well, what's behind this? And if we go to solve the thing that's behind that, that is actually what might give us the relief that we're seeking. And so this will not only help you to reframe the problem that you see, it will help you tap into several possible solutions to the actual problem that is so clearly in front of you. If you're tired, and who isn't given everything that is going on in the world right now? If you're tired 
and doing what is necessary to meet your goals or fulfill your desires, and it seems like you have a never-ending to-do list, zooming out to go beyond the boundaries, that is what is going to help you to reconnect to what made the goals and the desires that you have important to you in the first place. So again, remember when I said that in order to solve the nine-dot puzzle, you had to go outside of the boundaries. And if for whatever reason you are stuck, stuck from a financial standpoint, stuck from a career standpoint, stuck in, from a relationship standpoint, it's really time to look for patterns. And, and you probably have heard me say this before as well. You cannot interrupt a pattern that you do not notice. And so when you sit down and you ask yourself, you know, what is it that I'm, what, what is it that I'm missing? What's the pattern that I need to be on the lookout for? You actually put yourself in a position where you will gain new insight. And this in turn will help to expand your perspective on many fronts. Now, having said all of this, I am fully aware <laughs> that abstract conversations about money are not easy, let alone necessarily desirable. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't endeavor to have them or have them more than you currently do, especially when you consider the role they play in helping you get the results that you want and in helping you shape the experiences that you want to have with as little friction as possible. And here's one thing for sure. You can count on me to do everything I can to make you feel emotionally safe to actually endeavor to initiate these abstract conversations, the emotional conversations, or to be a part of it. And you can, you, you can count on me to do that, whether I'm facilitating that conversation in your ear, whether you are seeing something that I've written on screen, or if, you know, a coaching client, you know, you can expect that that will be a part of the engagement. Or if you are ever in the audience for a presentation, which right now is all virtual, obviously, but you know what I mean, you can count on me helping you to do everything that I possibly can to make you feel safe to do that. In other words, you can count on me to be here to instigate the what, the what if, and the why in all that I do as a way of helping to make it easier for you to make better, smarter choices with your money. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. I do hope that if having abstract conversations about money, which really simply means not just talking about the how-tos, is not something that you do often. I hope that you will endeavor to do more of it. And if it is something that you do more often, I hope that you will continue to do that and you will actually take the lead in helping those around you who don't do it more. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast and maybe even specifically for this episode, please leave a rating, a review, and or share this so that we can reach others and have them come into the fold. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Again, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, many thanks for tuning in to today's episode. 
And please, please stay safe, well, and healthy, not just physically, but in spirit too. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money.